What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste Podcast, episode 19 already. Wow. Joss, isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Today on the podcast, I have Joss, Jocelyn Bedard in the house. And I, I'm so used to calling her Joss because that's, I guess that's your nickname. It your, is. Yeah. I go by Joss. You go by Joss. <laughs> yeah. She is actually the product girl on uh, the show that I host, Cricket Live. So it's pretty cool. It's how we met, guys. Joss, can you tell us a little about uh, about you? I know a lot about you, but tell everybody else listening. Yeah, for sure. So you. my name is Jocelyn Bedard. I am the product host on Cricket Live. I'm a local actress in Toronto, and I'm also an online influencer and yeah, fitness coach. Yes. So, how? okay, I, I just want to start from the beginning mm-hmm. because I actually have never asked you about your journey towards discovering that you wanted to be a fitness coach. So let's start from the very beginning. <laughs> Please tell us your story as to what inspired you to go there. Okay. I mean, it was more recently. I guess I didn't. I didn't fully know that I wanted to be a fitness coach. I never oh. really thought that I could be one. Oh. Um, I just, I always, I struggled with my weight back in my time in grade school and high school. I think that's when it really, you know, that's when the pressure and everything really hit you. So yeah. I found a love for fitness and health and mm. I just kind of, I've been working on it all these years. So when the opportunity came and social media is growing, I just thought, Maybe I can impact some other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, the discipline to do it every single day and to record <laughs> every single day. Like, what what keeps you going and what keeps you inspired to do that all the time? What keeps you motivated? Yeah. I mean, filming it is actually a really good accountability for myself because mm. I feel like if I have to film these exercises and share them, then I have mm. to do the workout. So, right. And I just... What keeps me going is I love hearing back from people. And when people say that they love seeing my workouts or they use that exercise that I posted the other day, yeah. it just keeps me motivated. For sure. Keep, that's that's inspiring. Them. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, f- I feel like that would motivate me as well. Yeah. Honestly, I think um, sometimes the pressure of knowing that other people are expecting you to do mm-hmm. something really motivates me. Oh, yeah. And so that's why I think the podcast <laughs> has been quite like consistent so far is because yeah. it's the pressure of people, you know, knowing that, mm-hmm. that. I'm going to, I need to put out an episode one a week and because mm-hmm. I said I'm going to do it. So now I got to do it. Exactly. So, <laughs> and then when people get more engaged and they're like expecting it almost, yeah. it kind of feels, it right. honestly feels like almost your duty or job. Right. Like and I have to put out content because people are expecting it at this point and they're engaging. Right. So I feel like I can't really stop. Now. Right. And I feel like they, like you, you will feel like you've let them down, but really you've yes. just let yourself Absolutely. down. So it's but, a win. Right. And yeah. like just them knowing that you didn't, you weren't consistent that also keeps me from from stopping like I feel like I like one of the biggest things is that I just want people to you know to see me just keep I just want to be inspiring and in terms of like you know I just want to keep picking myself up when I'm down and like keep going and Mm -hmm. I want to be that for someone so that keeps me going as well do you feel like that's something absolutely I feel what I started doing is the days that I'm not as motivated because mm. I'm like I don't want people to think I'm like the superhero that works out every day like right, I have yeah. days where I don't want to work out right and truth be told I do so yeah just before we started this podcast guys both of us were like oh my god we yeah. are tired <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so I started sharing that like the days that I don't feel as motivated and I might not even film my workout and I'll be honest and I'll share a picture and I'll just say you know right today's one of those days I don't feel motivated um well, that's I cool. am gonna get a little bit of walk on the treadmill in and yeah that'll be my day because I think it's good to show 
the real side of it that it's not always for sure that's really honest of you that's uh, you know what I don't know any other fittest people on Instagram that I follow that are like that so that's cool (laughs) yeah because realistically like you know life happens and sometimes you just you don't have an hour of spare time Mm -hmm. to really do a hardcore workout Mm -hmm. every single day right and sometimes you're just not feeling like physically or mentally I find mentally it's yeah. Like some days I just don't want to work out. Yeah. But I do just because, you know, you got to get it in. So oh, I just man. walk on the treadmill and I just share, you know, I didn't do my actual workout that I usually do. And I post, mm. so I just got a little bit in to yeah. get myself moving. But <laughs> I seriously struggle with that. Like literally all the time. I'm like, I, it's just, yeah, it's that I, I will constantly be mentally exhausted from mm-hmm. just from all the energy that I put out and all the other different areas of my life and then when it comes to the gym I'm like oh I'm just not that my body couldn't do it but I'm just mentally exhausted and Mm -hmm. really it's just a mental battle I think a lot of the time for most people yeah I think yeah getting yourself there absolutely it's like once you have to kind of get there yeah once once you're there there. it's like I actually love that I'm doing this yes yeah I've heard that I don't know if it was Weight Watchers but I remember hearing that there is some kind of fitness program where they get you to just like when you're first starting out to just put on your running shoes Mm -hmm. Because just getting like just doing that one step of putting on your running shoes usually will make you think, well, I have my running shoes mm-hmm. on right now. I might as well go for a walk. Yeah, it's like a ripple effect. Right. And then once you, you're, you, you're out for mm-hmm. a walk, you're like, well, I might as well jog. Might as well. Might as well go for a run. And then sooner or later. And you then have, you feel so great that yeah. you started. Right. It's, it's basically starting. Getting yeah. yourself the motivation to start. Starting is the thing, I think, for everything that mm-hmm. people have a hard time with. Like oh, yeah. Often, I was that kid in school. Like, it's just the minute I started a project, I'd be fine. But getting myself mm-hmm. to start was the hardest Writing thing. a paper in university? Oh, my God. Oh, my. I've like, you knew you had minute. to. Yeah. And you didn't want to. But once you just started, you just, like, start flowing. Yeah. You'd be out there, and you'd yeah. be going for hours. And yeah. I'd be so <laughs> mad at myself every single time. I'd be like, Melissa, like, you could have just avoided all of the stress that you like because because you're not doing it and then you're stressing about not doing it or you, you, you like should that? be doing it right <laughs> yeah. and then once you do it you're like okay you feel good yeah. so like it's, you might as well just do it it's yeah. just like uh, what I always talk about the struggle is real like just just act just struggle mm-hmm. for a little bit and then you will feel better Absolutely. afterwards yeah it's so totally funny agree. yeah I was uh I was definitely the kid that everything was last minute even studying like I I I think mainly also because I knew that I was listening in class so I wasn't I wasn't as nervous that I that, that I wasn't picking up on things but yeah I just would leave everything too. oh yeah and then you're like else. I wish I started too yeah yeah it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well cool um I'm just like intrigued because you didn't even grow up in Toronto you grew up where was it again I'm from Windsor Windsor Ontario. okay what was that like um different than yeah. here <laughs> um it was great because it's border to Detroit. So Detroit basically. I had, actually, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, we share the border. I'm not very good with geography. Yeah, so it was great because we had all the concerts, we had all the sports events and stuff like that, all the shopping, which is great. Oh. But Windsor's um, Windsor's more of a. It's like a hometown. It's huh. it's a beautiful city and it's great. I think like to raise a family and it's a great. Hmm. It always feels like home going there. But for obviously what I wanted to do with acting, they're just the yeah. opportunities aren't. Yeah. Pretty slim just because of the industry so for sure yeah everything is definitely in Toronto Mm -hmm. yeah and I don't think there's much in Detroit acting wise probably not even if you were to cross the border yeah yeah 
Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know anything about Windsor. Is it, is it, are there a lot of people very into fitness there or, or acting or more just that? There is, there's actually yeah. a lot of musicians, actresses, and yeah. their end goal is usually Toronto. A lot of, <laughs> obviously, yeah. a lot of the actors I went to like the, my program with at university, yeah. some of them ended up in Stratford right doing theater oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so there is a lot of aspiring artists i'd say yeah but they all have to kind of we have to venture out from windsor right because it just doesn't have enough opportunity which is yeah yeah it makes sense yeah. i mean i mean what small town does really yeah. like usually the opportunity for i mean entertainment yes. that is is out in the city yeah, if you wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer sure. that's obviously a different story but yeah yeah it was great to build like a portfolio they, right. they did like local music videos and photo shoots really and, like, yeah our oh. college had like fashion runways so you could do modeling like it was fine oh. to build a portfolio okay but where did you go to school i went to university of windsor Oh, you did go to University did, of Windsor. Yeah, oh, for drama. Wow, was that like two minutes away from your house? <laughs> it, it actually was not. No? No, the university is like right by, it's on the riverfront, like oh. right by the border. Okay. So I lived in South Windsor, so it was like a 20-minute drive every day. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it wasn't fun. It's funny because, yeah, that's actually the reason why I chose Ryerson, because I was like, oh, it's going to be close to my house, but it was still literally like an hour and a half to get oh, to school every day. God. Like I should have just stayed, like I, what I really wanted to do was pick a school and stay on campus and mm -hmm. have that experience. Oh, yeah. But my dad, of course, convinced me <laughs> otherwise because he's like, well, I'll pay for uh, most of your education if you uh, stay at home. Oh, and I guess, yeah. That's so totally worth it. I'm, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's weird because it's not like he like lives with me. So I, to this day, I'm, I'm perplexed as to why he wanted that. But I guess maybe he didn't want me to be in debt. So it, oh, absolutely. Because if I had to stay on campus, I would have had you to pay for that, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Not that I didn't get in debt after school because I did, folks. Student as we all did <laughs> but but um guilty, but guilty yeah that, yes. anyways I forget my point why was I putting that up oh yeah but still it was still two hours to get there so that's awful I yeah. thought mine was bad that's pretty bad yeah when I hear about some people's experiences of just like literally like waking out of bed going to their booster juice at oh, the yeah. school and then just going straight to class like yep. that would have been the life I had a lot of people who lived on campus oh, yeah. and they would just go back to their dorm and I'm like, wow. Do you ever nice. feel like you missed out on that experience? Yeah, I feel like that sometimes. No, <laughs> I don't. I really don't because because it was only a 20 minute drive. You had okay. it way worse. Yeah. I was on campus so much. Like if oh. I had a class in the morning and at 5 p.m., I would just stay there because there was right. no point in driving all the way back home and wasting all that gas. So it was like I'd be on campus all day, some days, okay. every day. And okay. I was really involved, like, my drama program was very tight-knit because you had to audition to get in. So there okay. was only about, like, 20 to 30 of us oh. all four years. Like, so it was very tight-knit. So I always felt like I was just on campus with my friends. Right. Okay. Well, so, then that makes a little more sense. Yeah, I, that wasn't my experience at all. I was there just for my classes, and then I would leave or yeah, go, sh or go no. shopping. <laughs> Plus, like, the dorms, like, everyone was like, they're very small. You have to share with like random people. Like I'm like, no, I think I liked the comfort That's of my true. home. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. The horror stories you hear yeah. about with roommates. Did you get a roommate? <gasps> and like your bed's like this tiny single like bed and it's like not comfortable. It's on like yeah. a piece of wood. So I'm like, I think I liked the comfort of my home. You're right. You know what? <laughs> I like your positive outlook. Yes. Um, <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> well, I think it was like, I, that makes more sense for you. I think the reason why I feel that I missed out is because I didn't go to any of the parties or events. Like I wasn't involved in any of the sports mm -hmm. or I, you know, I didn't go to really anything. And so, and I think Ryerson's a little bit different than other schools because it's in the heart of like Dundas square. Yeah. So it's, it's, it doesn't really feel like you're going to school. It feels no, like, you that know, wouldn't. that feels so fun. Though. Yeah. It's different. Well, 
I mean, it, it was fun until I got myself into a lot of debt from yes. eating out every day mm-hmm. and going shopping all the time because, oh, yeah, you know, right Eaton Center's right there, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I just, I didn't attend anything and I could have, but I just, I didn't because I was so tired from traveling oh, yeah. and I knew I had like a two hour trek back home. So yeah, very different you know. experience. I yeah, def- definitely different. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested in when, when did you decide that you wanted to be in the acting world? Um, very young. Yeah. I oh yeah. Grade school. I started acting in all the plays, all my little embarrassing oh my roles. Gosh, what plays did you do? <laughs> my, I think my favorite, I actually got casted for, um, Cosette in. No way. Oh, do you God. sing Les Mis? I, I do. I just don't flaunt that I sing. <laughs> oh my God. Sing right no, now. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, see, that's why I don't. No, see. I don't because I've never. Oh, yeah. I used to sing all the time. Musicals. I would get the leads. It was odd. And in the choir, that's I used to sing in choir. It's not odd. The There's a reason you got the leads. You should I've own that told, girl. I've always been told, you're a very good singer. But girl. I just never had the training, so I didn't have the confidence in what I was doing. Like, wow. once I heard, like, people who were trained in singing, and then they would mm-hmm. sing, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm terrible compared to that. And I don't even know how to properly yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I would just sing because I liked it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, but yeah, so I got cast as that and I was like, really? So I had to sing my solo, obviously. (gasps) Wait, wait, what's the, what's Cosette's um, song? uh, I can't remember. Um, This is Les Mis, folks. on a cloud. Oh, I'm not going to sing it. There's a castle on the cloud. Yes. Like that song. That was like the big moment I had, like my first (laughs) solo. And then my favorite one was. I actually, I auditioned, they were doing like every decade, every grade did a different decade of music. So I wanted to be, I think it's Jane from the Brady Bunch. No way. So I auditioned for her and I wanted this part so bad. Okay. So the casting list goes up after all the auditions and I was casted for Michael Jackson. (laughs) From the Jackson, Jackson five. Why? Literally. And I thought it was a mistake and I was like, what and they're like we you know we just watched you and we thought your personality and you were so fun with your dancing that i literally had to wear leather pants no a leather jacket but that's and we so fun we painted one of those clown wigs to black <gasps> and i had to sing abc oh to like another gosh. girl and i had to be michael jackson oh my gosh that's amazing <laughs> yeah though. so i think that's where it all started i just i just loved <laughs> performing and like it was goofy roles but i just i loved it i thought it was so much fun being in front of people yeah. so then in high school i you know i continued to audition for all the plays and then i knew i wanted to go into acting for university like drama yeah so i just continued from there that's so cool mm-hmm. that's really funny <laughs> um hearing you talk about um when one of the reasons why I was like, I, I, I don't know if I told you, but I sing as well. Yes. And I used to, yeah. And I, I used to be like, like that was my thing, like Mm -hmm. singing, acting, dancing, like, but singing was always my number one. And I would always be placed in the room with people that were more like operatic, Mm -hmm. operatically. I don't know what the word is like their opera. Opera? trained yeah yeah you you guys get me <laughs> they were trained in opera and that's what I should say and or they just or classically trained yes. and um it would just really intimidate me mm-hmm. and then I think I don't know I just developed like these shy behave mm-hmm. a shy behavior and I and then I had a really hard time performing like in front of people even though I'd be fine on stage but in one-on-one for example mm-hmm. or just in an intimate group of people that would be the hardest for oh me my so God. people would say can okay you sing like can you sing right now and like like no <laughs> yeah like it's so funny because my stepdad always he's like a musician he plays guitar and stuff and he was always like sing with me 
And I was like, no. And he's like, just yeah. sing for us. It's your family. And I'm like, yeah. he's like, you can sing in front of like hundreds of people. And I'm like, yeah. it's so different it's when so you're different. on stage and you're performing. Yes. Cause it's kind of like, it takes you out of you. And it's like, I'm performing for people. Yes. It's a different feeling. And then when you're in a room, it's like, it's just your family. I'm like, that is way worse. Way worse. Way more Because you can see their face. You can see their expressions. You can feel their energy. Like, like their judgment almost too. Oh, like, they, totally. They yeah. want to hear what you're all about. Oh yeah. yeah. It's way worse for me. Yeah. I hate I, when people agreed. Say that. Yeah. I don't get people always like, well, I mean, like, you feel you can audience. trust and i'm like yeah, no. that is more intimidating Way than more. anything give yeah. me a bigger crowd you can't see their faces when you're in when yeah. you have a bigger crowd right yeah, like or you're on stage like you're a level up mm-hmm. so you can't see anyone. it's like it's a completely different experience it's totally different yeah uh, i'm so glad i found someone that understands me on yes, that i swear I to god i've talked about that to so many people and everyone always says the opposite even doing like one-on-one like <laughs> monologue with auditions i'm like that is way worse mm. i would rather audition totally. in like a room full of people yes me too like it's completely totally. different but people don't they just think from the outside in they're like well it's one person i'm like way worse honestly that's actually the probably what i have the hardest time is when you go into an audition room and there's you know like a panel of people and they're so close to mm-hmm. you and like that's when i have the hardest getting out of my brain and just like doing mm-hmm. it because i'm i i feel like i don't know like you could just see their expressions and like it's yeah. different because when yeah. you're performing i just feel like you're performing so well like to you you're like oh I'm killing it it's in front of like a big group of people and then yeah. it's like I know I can do that in my audition no yeah. problem and you go yeah. in there and then the minute you're in there with that like atmosphere you're like <gasps> yeah and it's like 10 times worse yeah it's so true Ugh. I think that's why I'm I'm okay with cricket live or or yeah yeah I would say that I think that's why because I can't see anyone's faces I can't you know like I'm talking to a mm-hmm. camera I'm not actually talking in like with an audience I'll, I'll actually no the audience would be fine but if there was you know a group of people just sitting and watching it's like yeah. a few people that'd yeah, be terrible much harder I feel like I would struggle with that too <laughs> an audience would be fine I feel like a big audience would be super yeah, that fun. would be cool because that, then yeah. the interaction like we're used to kind of the performance part but yeah mm-hmm. I hope maybe one day we have like a live that'd game be so show fun. that would like be a live so cool. audience to interact with. <gasps> I would die one day that would be really cool did you ever do dance oh yeah competitive dance yeah oh did did i know that yeah we did because remember i'm gonna join you on your dance classes oh yeah (laughs) i I have such a bad memory oh my gosh oh what was your favorite kind of dance oh hip-hop 100 percent. right still is it's funny i didn't dance like growing up as a kid i did not dance no it was in okay this is the funniest story in high school me and my best friend thought it'd be funny because you got to pick your classes okay. at one point. Yeah. Like you got to pick what your schedule, what you wanted, and they'd kind of try and work around it. Okay. So me and my best friend were like, we're going to pick the exact same schedule and we're going to make it fun. So we picked like dance class. Like we've never danced in our lives. And we're like, oh. we've heard it's easy. It's high school dance. Like, let's just do it. We picked yeah. cooking, drama, like picked all these all joke things, classes. Yeah. So we get our <laughs> schedules and I got into dance and she didn't. Oh. And I was like mortified. And I'm Did like, you have to audition for that class. No. Oh, they no, just at the time. No, it oh, was just an open. Just... That's why I thought it was like a joke. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So in order to get out of that class, my whole schedule would change. Oh. So I was like, I guess I have to stay in this class. Yeah. And it was my first day. I kicked the wall in dance class and it was like <laughs> the joke for the entire year. I'm not kidding. It was so, I was mortified, but I fell like in love with it so fast. And I just, I started dancing and I went out for the competition team. Wow. Oh yeah. So, oh, so they have a competition team at your school. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. And we would travel to Barrie, Ontario and like all these big competitions and we'd compete and it was fun they did not offer that at my school but i did go to an art specific school so i feel like maybe that's why yeah but that would have been so fun it was 
some of my favorite memories for sure honestly yeah sorry sorry my university program actually had dance too oh they danced for theater and stuff it was called and you did that yeah and then i ta'd the class because i loved my professor i still talk to her yeah so i i would ta the class and i just i always danced i just love dance oh that's awesome i always wish we had like a a cheerleader or a dance competitive group at Mm, school because i did competitive with a studio like um oh yeah growing up um but i I ended up quitting when I was, I think, 16, 17, I ended mm-hmm. up quitting. It was just so expensive. It'd be yes. like literally $4,000 a year. And like my single mom, yep. like, you know, like could not afford that on her yeah. own. And not only that, but my brother was in hockey at the time too. Mm-hmm. So it's just like so expensive. so expensive. Yeah, I actually took classes at studios. Like okay. my parents, my dad would pay for me to take dance classes at the yep. studios. But to compete, it was just so, it was much. so much money. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you just have to be so serious about it. And even though I loved it and I was serious about it, I also loved acting and singing. And so, and I couldn't really choose. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll just dance at school. So it would have been great if there was like a competitive, you know, thing at school as well. And I have like a lot of siblings. There's total, there's five of us. So. Oh my God, big fam. And if we all want to kind of do things, like I did guitar lessons at one point and stuff. So like, (laughs) I can imagine if all five kids are trying, I did gymnastics. It's expensive. Wow. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can only imagine. So you kind of have to like pick and choose what you're serious about. And I didn't start dancing young. I started in high school. Right. So to be competitive by that point, a lot of people started really young. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine for your parents how hard that must have been to want to put everybody Mm -hmm. into an activity that they would like to do. But, you know, you do have to pick and choose having five five kids mm-hmm. oh my gosh your poor mama yeah <laughs> do you ever ask her how did you do it yeah every day and my dad because um from my mom and my dad's marriage there's three girls so he didn't even get a boy so he had to deal <laughs> with all girls oh my gosh oh so you so you have two um siblings from another marriage yeah so oh, it's nice. me and my two older sisters and then i have a stepbrother from my mom and my stepdad oh. and then a stepsister Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So total, when we were all together, like at my mom's house, there was five of us. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then with my mom and my dad, there was three and it was all girls. So my poor dad. (laughs) (laughs) You know what though? I don't know. I feel like they like that because when it's girls, usually girls tend to really connect with their dad. Right. And it's the boys that connect with the mom. So I feel like even though people say, oh, I feel bad for the male. No, they love it because they get all the attention because they're the man of the house. You know, when there's another male, then that's, you know, that's when they butt heads Mm -hmm. because they both want to be alphas. And at least during the teenage years i can see that being a problem oh my god yeah because yeah. we're all like one or two years apart too so we all hit teenage pretty f- like at the same time and he always used to say to us that he would trade all three of us in for one boy when he was <laughs> mad at us and yeah. we'd like cry we're like no but boys are annoying and emotional in their own way even though i feel like it's just totally different raising girls than yeah. boys i don't know i mean i in <laughs> in my family i would say i was a lot easier to deal with mm-hmm. not necessarily now but as a teenager i was a lot easier to deal with than my brother my brother didn't even go to high school so there you go yeah like my mom stressed a lot during those times yeah so i feel like you never really know until you're in that position yeah i think and it just everyone's situation is different right so yeah Cool. Okay. Let's move on. I want to talk about some goals that you have. So let's, um, do you have any goals for your career right now? Well, goal talk time. I know. I mean, I feel like cricket live is a huge, um, it's a huge goal for me in the sense that it kind of made 
it made yeah. my goals a reality in the sense that I was working before as a full-time ECE at That's a daycare. Right. So I, I wanted to be acting full-time and be in right. film full-time as my job. Right. So this was like a huge milestone for me that I get to do this as my full-time yeah. thing. But I'm also doing other films and commercials and stuff. So Oh, yes. Tell yes. us some of the things that you've been in. Oh, yeah. Recently, I did a Budweiser commercial. Yeah, girl. Um, did, did you get to drink on set? No. Darn. No, it's completely like... <laughs> They actually can't. I didn't know this until I was actually doing it. They, you cannot even make it look like you're about to drink on set. Like okay. you can't have the bottle even close to your mouth if it's open. Like there's like certain really? regulations. Yeah, it's Interesting. very, very strict. I thought I'm like, do they like just pretend to fake like drink water from the beer bottle? Yeah. No, like if it's opened, huh. you can't even hold it like a certain meter or anything away from your face. I wonder if there's someone like a government official on set like observing this because that sure. just feels like, like I mean who would ever know I think it's you more know? like in the commercial when it's like the product's done if you have an open bottle and it's close to your face they won't use it huh because it implies that you're drinking and it's just not allowed in commercials interesting yeah that's what I was told on set that day because I'm like huh. I've never actually worked for like an alcohol brand like yeah. for a commercial or anything yeah that seems that seems that's a really that's really interesting I I would think that I mean, there's been many commercials with people up at campsites with the red cups, and mm -hmm. that implies that they're drinking, right? Do you know what I mean? Well, like, I it's guess just kind of like a weird... I guess because it's Budweiser and it's a big name, it's more so they don't know our age on set or any, like okay. in the commercial when people are viewing it. I see. It's their name behind it, so they might not want to imply that there's any underage drinking or any reckless drinking or anything like that. I don't know. It's very... But wouldn't they have had to hire people they of did. age anyway? Mm. So, right? So then it just seems kind of... I guess it's weird, more from yeah. like the outside. It's when you're watching a commercial, yeah. you're not really like, are those actors of age? <laughs> like, you know, you're not really thinking. You know what? Actually, just I am thinking <laughs> that. I'm like, uh, is that person 21? Uh, Maybe I, feel... I should go check up on IMDb and make yeah. sure. I feel like it's more, they just kind of want to cover their name and themselves. Yeah, I can understand. It just, it just seems silly. It is. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just I had no it idea. Just seems silly. But we yeah. couldn't, we couldn't even huh. raise it. Like, we could cheers and stuff, but we could not raise it to our mouths. And I had no idea. Huh. Interesting. And you were doing um, a video, a movie, a TV show? The other a day? film. A film. Yes, yeah, 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 a film. Tell us about that. Yeah, actually, they've asked me not to talk too much about oh my God, it. Exclusive. I know, it's like a secret. I'm, Can I have like a little like hint? For yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about <laughs> a little it. Secret. Um, yeah, so it is, it's a film. It's coming out in April of 2019. It's in post-production until okay. then. Um, I did get casted as one of the leads of the film. My cool. character's name is Adele. And a little snippet is it's just it's based on a true story that happened up here in Toronto. Okay. Um, more Hamilton area, I think. Um, it was the murder of a girl on McMaster campus in the 1970s. Oh. Um, and the case was just very like controversial at the time mm -hmm. and they never found who did it. Oh. And they still haven't. So they've just kind of reopened that story. And I'm playing the girl that was murdered i'm playing oh, adele mm. i've played someone that was murdered before and mm. that's always fun did you have to do the scene where you get murdered no because the girl's brother is still alive and mm. he's we did an interview for the movie actually and 
more out of respect for the family. It was a pretty gruesome story and death. Okay. Um, they didn't want to show it because in the movie, the details are talked about. Okay. So you'll kind of get that image from the details of the story. Right. Um, you just kind of see the final moment, but you don't actually see the gruesome. Okay. We just wanted to kind of respect because it is a true story. Totally. And some of her friends and family are still around to this day. Of course, yeah. So we kind of want to... Yeah. Do it respectfully. Yeah. I guess. That's a good idea. I mean, mm-hmm. I was a part of one of those like reenactment shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget. I think it was called see no evil. I think it might've been that one or it might've been, I've done a couple of them, but one of them that I've, that I did, I was murdered mm-hmm. and they like literally had me bagged. Like they put a bag on my head oh my and gosh. I had to like, I had to act like I was yeah. suffocating. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so though like those are pretty gruesome shows yes. where they show mm-hmm. those things. So, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I just think it's because and it also hits close to home because um no one was ever convicted for the crime and that was the biggest thing for the really? family and friends. Yeah, to this day. Oh shoot. So a journalist recently in New York picked up the story again back in February of this year mm-hmm. and that's why it's kind of being talked about again. So I think it's more because no one was ever convicted and found. Right. It's it's very like it's, it's eerie weird. and it's yeah. strange. Oh. So I think we're just yeah they're kind of trying to do it respectfully. Well, that's really cool that you were you got to be a part of that. Yeah, it for is. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Well, cool. I mean, it seems like you've had quite the successful year so far. Yeah, yeah. since I've moved up here, it's been yeah been crazy. All the opportunities. Actually, you haven't told everyone the story, but it, uh, was it three months after moving here that you? booked cricket live yeah yeah that's pretty intense and that's it's it's weird because that timeline is super um in line with my timeline where I had quit my job in January 2017 and March mid-March 2017 is when I booked cricket live wow yeah and I decided during that time frame as well that I needed to be doing what Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it happened a lot a lot sooner than I thought it would yeah I think you know I have this uh, theory that when you become vulnerable and you just allow yourself Mm -hmm. to give your all to what you want Mm -hmm. and you just sort of go with the flow with it, that's when you are are presented the opportunity to actually get what you want. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely find, sorry, found that (laughs) moving up here because I kind of, you know, I left my whole life in Windsor. So I took a risk. Yeah, I took a huge risk and I said that I was going to devote like 100% to this and that this is what I was going to do and right. I was going to really put myself out there. So yeah. I think that once I did that, like fully, and I really risked it all basically yeah. um, because I have a relationship too that I left, you know, from yeah. my hometown. So just putting it all out there and then with having the success, it's been, that's why I said, like when I said to you guys, when you told me I got it on the phone, I was like, this is like a dream come true. Like yeah. I was not exaggerating. No, I know it was the same for me though. When yeah. I, cause I had done my audition and pretty much after my audition, they knew that I was going to work here cause mm-hmm. we just had really good feedback and from um, the audience. And um, so how it worked for me is um, I, the audience actually got to sort of choose who they oh wanted to yeah be the host which is kind of cool that they had cool. like a hand in it I mean obviously at the end of the day Mark and Johnny would have made the, al- the, the ultimate ending mm-hmm. yeah decision but um the audience pretty much had chosen me and so they said well like you pretty much have it oh, and that's so exciting. yeah and so it was yeah it was a really weird experience and just yeah mind mind-blowing and I said the same thing I'm like this is a dream come true like, yeah you get to be on camera every single yeah, day yeah you're just doing what you want to be doing every day yeah. and I never like you always picture it but you never actually think yeah like what that'll feel like 
But you kind of so, do. You, kinda, you do, yeah. but that when you're in it, you visualize, like it, but it blows it, your like, mind when you get there. It still blows your mind every yeah. day. And it's like, sure I have does. people yeah. from my hometown and they're like, can you believe like what you're doing? I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, and it's been months and it's just like, it's so, it's surreal that it's just like when you have visualized something for so long and then it starts happening yeah. you you kind of never get used to it it's no. just kind of weird it's like I visualized this is a funny example of my <laughs> Louis Vuitton purse for so long <laughs> yes. and then when I got it I was like it just it was that weird moment. yeah and I still mm-hmm. I look at it I'm like am I a girl that owns an LV purse oh I guess God. I am now you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's, it's weird when you've yeah you've put so much of your mind into yeah. Ha- having something and then mm-hmm. once you have you're like okay like you you never really get used yeah. to it I think well with dreams yeah. like ours I think in this industry you have to have that vision at all yeah. times yeah and you honestly have to put that in your head and like yeah. there's so many times where it's like it feels so out of reach but yeah. you picture it like as if it's going to happen for yourself yeah because you have to you have yeah. to like that's your end goal so I feel like visioning it always like all these years it just makes you want it even more and you just keep working totally you believe in, lo- in the law of attraction right is that you? Did you, did you watch The Secret? I did not. Those? Oh, really? No. Oh, it's funny because you apply it. So you know nothing about it? No. Oh, okay. So it's essentially it's this law of the universe where like attracts like. So if you if you want something and you're in line for it, you will attract it to your life. Oh. So essentially just what yeah, you're talking like, about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it will be presented to you. And it's the idea of the universe presenting it to you. Uh, depending on what you believe in, are you spiritual at all? Or are you like... Yeah, I'm pretty do you spiritual. Believe in like any... Did you grow up religious or anything? Yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah, I grew up pretty religious. I grew did up you? Oh, in okay. the church. Um, Christian, Catholic? It was actually Christian Pentecostal on my mom's side. Okay. However, my dad... It was hard because my parents were divorced like when I was like one years old. Oh. So my mom's side, um, yeah, we were raised in the Pentecostal church. So that's kind of what I grew up like believing and knowing. However, then when I went to my dad's, I was in a Catholic school. So it's like complete opposite. That must have been really conflicting. It was very conflicting. And as like as a kid, you I was so confused and so I was gonna say, yeah, because Christian I think the Christians don't really um praise Mary that much, right? Whereas the Catholics are very much about Holy Mary. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I had to sit there and do the Hail Mary. Right. But then when I went to like my mom's that Sunday, we would they'd be talking like against that almost. It was very torn. So as I grew up I just kind of I'm not as like sorry I'm not as religious in the sense of like I follow yeah restrictions and bible and things like that I'm just more faithful I think yeah my relationship with what I believe in and yes I still I I'm a full believer of praying and oh are you that's nice that's awesome I feel like everyone has a right to believe in what they want to believe in totally that's how I see it whether it's spiritual whether it's religious whatever it is and if you some people, you know, find praying goofy. And I'm like, to me, it's like if I have to talk out loud to someone in a higher power that I believe in and that yes. makes me feel, feel some sort of peace of mind. Yeah, totally. Then who cares? Yeah, for sure. So I'm more, um, I would say I'm more like faithful and spiritual than cool. anything. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd say I'm I'm very similar yeah. as well. I mean, I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I tend to talk out loud as well. And, and yeah. I think I the common thing that I see between all religions is that is that everyone believes in love and Mm -hmm. and it's spreading love and that's Mm -hmm. you know and so I kind of always joke that that's my religion spreading love yeah (laughs) well it's so true you know and having faith I think faith in whatever it is God Buddha exactly you know like Jesus whatever you believe in that is that higher power it's you know 
just having faith in general and going with the flow. That's yeah. yeah. And I think the, the idea and phrase of going with the flow is literally trusting is that it's having yeah. faith. Having faith in something, yeah. whatever that is. I yeah. think it's super important in life yeah. to have faith in something. It sure is. Yeah. yeah. And then that's why I like, yeah, I see the connection because the, the law of attraction is yet another, just it's another faith. It's another oh, so yeah. idea of people to just, you know, trust in the fact that if you are putting your heart and soul into something and you are moving in the direction mm-hmm. towards what you want, then you'll be given yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I'm very much about trusting the process. Yes. And just that yeah. everyone, I do believe that there's a plan for everyone and just kind of trust sure. the process and yeah. there's a plan for me and yeah. hopefully it's the one I want. But <laughs> Right. And I think there's also the act of, you know, doing as well, right? Because mm-hmm. some people just think, oh, well, I got to be positive and I'll be given what I want. But I mean, there's a, a reality level of, re- of reality <laughs> of like you have to work for Absolutely. what you want, right? Like, yeah. You yeah. have to work for what you want in life for sure. Right. But I also think that having yeah. faith in it and just trusting, it might not come at like your pace and your timeline, but yeah. I just try and trust the process. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I didn't know this about you. Yeah. I don't know why I thought, um, I, for some reason thought that you were really into like the secret and stuff. No, <laughs> the secret, like just... it's an, it's an interesting book. It's a book mm. and it's a movie and, um, a, like it, it depends cause it can attract, <laughs> it can attract funny enough talking about the law of attraction it can attract um a like weird crowd but also mm-hmm. sensible people like it there's something in it that everyone will understand yeah but i think there are you know groups of people that do take it too far and don't necessarily also understand it like oh, any okay. religion yeah, though as course. well even though i wouldn't say it's religion it's a spiritual practice but still it's like yeah. you know some people take it out of hand so i do find that sometimes even bringing it up i feel like it could like hit some people the wrong mm-hmm. way and make them think oh well that's you know yeah. like some kind of like cult or something but I, it's it's not i feel like that's with anything nowadays yeah. though everyone's yes. gonna have their everyone has guards up against yeah, spiritual they beliefs a, you know now. they get they feel weird like, about it they, yeah yeah they get a, like defensive and whatnot i wonder what that is what is that all about I don't know. it's happening a lot though <laughs> everyone's very you're right everyone's very defensive these mm-hmm. days of their own beliefs like you know their yeah. beliefs are the right ones and yeah. it's just like i think it's this war going on and it's crazy. Sure. That's funny. You say that. I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's war of the minds right now. Oh yeah. Like we had, we had the physical brutal wars in the trenches mm-hmm. in the early 1900s. Then we had the world war two, which was, you know, the bombs, the airplanes, all kinds. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think they had airplanes in the first war. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I did really bad in history class. So guys don't quote me, but I mean this, I, I think we're at a point where everyone has the nuclear bombs. Everyone has, the technology to destroy a whole city or mm-hmm. a country and i think we're just at a point where we're beyond dropping bombs now we're mm-hmm. it's the war of the minds absolutely and controlling people's and minds. it's very weird to think that i always talk about it like with people like that i'm close with that if you stand in a room like of a group of people every one of us will sit there and say well, my beliefs are right. And we'll have like all these facts and this and that to back it up. And I'm like, it's so strange that in a huge world, it's like, we all like genuinely believe that our beliefs are the right ones. Yeah. And it's so strange to think that everyone's are so different. And like, it's like, how did that come about when I think about it? I I find it so weird. Yeah. Perspective (laughs) is a very interesting Mm -hmm. thing. I took, um, a psychology class at University of Toronto actually mm-hmm. just recently and even though it was the study of relationships obviously mm-hmm. it's the study of people and um, that's one of the things that blew my mind in the class when we were talking about perspectives mm-hmm. and how you, how one of the ways to not be thrown off by anybody is to always keep an open mind 
about how every how somebody is so mm-hmm. for example like what what before you meet someone right you have no idea what they are they're completely mm-hmm. blank there's blank n- blank <laughs> yeah they're a question mark yeah <laughs> <laughs> right and then you get the first impression and what she tells you to do to never be thrown off by anyone's actions mm-hmm. to is to try to continuously be aware that your impression is your bias and it's not necessarily true. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Right? And so in that, because uh, for example, we would talk about how, you know, wives and and I, I guess people that are married, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they have all this trust build up and they have, you know, a perspective that's grown within a few years. Yeah. And then someone will cheat and, and that other person will be completely thrown off. Their yeah. perspective on that person could be completely shattered. And I understand this because my mom... Mm -hmm. that this happened to her and my father had cheated on her and I think she was she was so shattered because she her her point of view on my dad like was in in her perspective on him was completely torn apart because she could have never imagined that he would have done that that he Mm -hmm. would have left her in a million years so I and it can really mess you up psychologically Mm -hmm. and so anyways my point is that um, the teacher talked about how just always finding a place to be aware that your perspective is bias and 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 by realizing that yeah, that that there's many different ways that a person can be viewed and many different that a person can do anything that's possible and you may not perceive it that's so true that's one way to never be thrown off by anyone. yeah that's very true yeah. and I also think that just keep in mind that everyone grew up so differently mm-hmm. and like life experiences help shape like like I told you how I was raised kind of that's what shaped the religion and the faith for me. It was just because right. of how I was raised. And I think right. when I keep an open mind with everyone, I'm like, they were raised completely different. Right. And so we all have our belief. We all have our beliefs based yeah. on what happened to us in our life. So right. I just try to always remember that before yeah. I'm like, Everyone's you know, judging perspective or, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's one way to find a little bit more compassion. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Staying open-minded to perspective. Yes. Such an interesting thing. I, I could talk about this forever. <laughs> I know, me too. This is, I love psychology. I never, and I never really talk about like religion with people because it's yeah. such a touchy subject oh. these days. Yeah. So yeah, it's, so, it's nice you know to what? talk think, about it. I think religion's always been touchy. I think, mm-hmm. you know, actually, if anything, it seems that recently I'm, st- I'm starting to attract more people that are open to talking about it, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I feel like the media kind of has, it gave me the perspective that, that it's hard to talk to anybody about anything anymore Mm -hmm. when actually when reflecting recently I've had an easier time talking to people about this stuff yeah so maybe it's just because I'm attracting that I don't know you're very easy to talk to though I mean possibly (laughs) you are I've been talking to people and they haven't been offended so maybe so maybe it's we're being told that it's way worse than it actually is is. so we're scared too yeah but if you actually just do it and I think it's the way you talk about it though you have an open mind sure sure yeah and so you don't come at anyone with like like judgment judgment yeah and you don't you don't give that vibe of like I want to know what your beliefs are because you know I want to compare it to mine you're just very I just want to know because yeah I'm I'm interested in how you are sure yeah I mean and I think it's that and also um you know a lot of our news is is American news and I think Mm -hmm. that's actually kind of a problem because I I go to the states all the time and the U.S. I think is is very different than Canada Mm -hmm. and so I, I, I think their problems are way worse there in terms of like their racism and whatnot I could be wrong but that's my own perspective yes and I think that that it's a problem for us Canadians because we sort of recently I've noticed that we're adapting to 
the way that um, um, America's news is, mm-hmm. and we're so involved in Trump and all, you know, and oh, their po- po- like politics. I like. I almost feel like he's our president. Right, it's because weird. it's all That's we hear about, and right. I feel like we're so Which involved. Which is so in weird, that. right? Like it's not even our country. It's not even our country. Right. It's it's so strange, and so it just makes me feel like we're hearing all like we're so much news and mm-hmm. so many things from the states, and I, it's just it's not the same storyline here. Mm-hmm. And but I think unfortunately because everyone's hearing it, it's slowly becoming the storyline yep. here. Like the amount of mass shootings oh, in Toronto recently, I heard. Uh, recently that I think we have um, surpassed New York City that's terrible with homicides mm-hmm. this year isn't that crazy it's been very common and that, even my parents were saying it in the hometown they're like we're always hearing these crazy stories about Toronto and yeah. I'm like but that was it was getting... never like that before mm-hmm. and I find yeah and it's anyways I mean that's it's obviously it's all very debatable but yes no I for feel sure like I totally agree <laughs> I think I don't know. There's something more to what we are being told. Yes. I fully agree with that. I feel like that's a whole other subject in itself. Yeah. (laughs) That could get kind of like really deep and dark. So we'll stay light and fluffy (laughs) for the interest of the podcast. But anyways. uh, Okay. So I want to sort of just finish up, up, finish up, um, (laughs) asking you maybe to tell me about something that has really inspired you. Maybe something that, um, maybe a quote that has impacted you um maybe a piece of advice that someone has given you that has really stuck with you throughout Mm -hmm. the years like I always talk about uh Demi Lovato wrote a book Mm -hmm. about depression anxiety substance abuse which is something that she's actually going through again right now as you may or may Mm -hmm. not know yeah Yeah. oh yeah and um anyways this it's a really cool book and it's a 365 day sort of um, reflective book where mm-hmm. every day she'll have a quote and then she'll sort of comment on the quote and then give you a task for the day mm, based on that situation yeah I would love it, that it's quite positive and I, I really like it um, I, I when I used to work at chapters I recommend it all the time uh, but anyway something that really stuck with me was from that book and she has this saying that says I um, I am beautifully and wonderfully made Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I just thought that was really lovely. And I would say it to myself in the mirror and I feel like it really, it truly impacted me and it would help ground me when I say it. And even, I think everyone, when everyone hears that, they go, oh, that's nice. That is really really nice. nice perspective, a really lovely thing to say to yourself. So that's something that I love that impacted me. Is is there a quote? Well, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people in my life that have impacted me um quotes I don't know I love quotes me too really a quote will like change my mindset for the day if I read a quote in the morning I love quotes I think it's okay yours is so like heartfelt and sweet and mine is so (laughs) goofy and ridiculous but (laughs) no judgment oh my god my friends if they hear this are totally gonna make fun of me but (laughs) I have been obsessed with the show Hannah Montana um uh, yes yes I watch it like on my weekends still I'm not kidding where when is it on oh no i find a way oh girl i find links online girl that's that's awesome i will show you anyways you've got it so one of the quotes i just it was one of my things in high school that i just really connected with because it was this ordinary girl who wanted like you know her normal life and like wanted to be an actress so i just like fell in love more with the idea of being an actress by watching that show you know as a kid and it was just this one quote from it and for my entire life i've just always remembered it and because i feel like it's all I heard. So the quote was, they were talking about, you know, your dreams as an actress. And it was like, you know, the chances of that happening for you are one in a million. 
And then she said, I want to be that one. And so my whole life, because it's all I've really heard, you know, like my sisters, like when we were younger, would make comments about it. And, you know, people always remind you of the reality of it of yeah. well chances are slim yeah they, and you need to kind of have a to remind yes you. and you know like they're like that's not a real career you need to have a backup plan like yeah. the chances are one in a million yeah. and so like to me I've always just every day I'm always like I want to be that one and mm. so to keep me going I always just tell myself well I want to be that one that's awesome. so it's so goofy but every day I'm always I always just like when I go into auditions I'm always thinking of that it's so funny I'm always like okay there's like when I was honestly out here in this lobby like for cricket live there was like a group of us and I was like okay one person has to get this right at the end of the day yeah one person's gonna get this and I want to be that one oh so. and you got it girl. and here I am oh that's so that's awesome yeah but I you know what that's not goofy at all last night I was listening to Pocahontas and <laughs> you know uh, the willow tree where she's like yes. listen to your heart and you mm-hmm. will understand and you know what? Like that's why those shows are placed there for kids and the, mm-hmm. and Disney films. They, they inspire you. Words, and they, words stick with you. Yeah. No matter what like show it's from, I just find like it's more the words itself yeah. that stick with you. Yeah. So. And it's it's meant to move you and, and mm-hmm. it's meant to hold as a lesson, right? And like yeah, uh, it doesn't really matter where it's from. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a yeah. a good thing to hold on to. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, right before you go, just tell us one goal that you're gonna work on from now on. I wanna. We're gonna. So the reason I okay. I'm asking you this is because mm-hmm. I recently decided that uh, I'm gonna tally up everybody's goals and put it into like a little box, and then maybe at the end of the year Ooh. I'm gonna follow up and be like, mm-hmm. Hey, Joss, how's yes. that goal coming along? And like, you know, okay, just yeah. so we can be a little positive support community. And yeah. So I think one thing I've been trying to work on recently is to not stress over something that hasn't happened yet like the future I feel like in my mind I always I like foresee the future and I stress about it because I put these like scenarios in my head that that's what's going to be the outcome and I'm like these things haven't even happened yet yeah so more to be in the moment like every day that's what I'm really trying to work on to just enjoy this day like don't even think about what's happening tomorrow it's more you know, focus on the day because who knows what the outcome of everything will be. So awesome. I find I really stress over things that haven't even happened yet. Cool. So, so maybe just like finding a moment to like maybe eat. do you meditate? I've started doing more of oh. that and I find, you know, yoga is really yeah. nice and just taking time to sit there and read and just. Or if you, if there's, um, you know, the timer app on your phone, on yeah. the iPhone. Yeah. You could even like just set like five minutes and say, okay, for the next five minutes, I'm just going to be present Yes, and going to be, you know, like just allow myself to breathe yep. and like just, yeah, I need to, I need moment. to really be more in the moment. So that's one of my yeah. goals. I would say you can hold me I to love that. that. That is a great <laughs> goal. That's a great goal. It's something I, I too also practice yeah. a lot. So we can, um, we can share that together <laughs> and keep working on that together. I love it. Hold me to that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Joss, it's now time for us to pick a card from my angel oracle card deck. Are you ready for this experience? I am ready. Okay, perfect. All right. So um, this is just something that I like to do with my guests just as like a little fun extra. I have these angel cards. They're, they're called Wisdom of the Hidden Realms by Colette Baron reed I have a lot of them, uh, but... This is the only one that's in the office, so I decided to work with this one for the podcast. Cool. Uh, But yeah, I think they're kind of cool. Have you ever played with angel cards before? Never, never. Cool. Well, um, basically, the way that they work is um, I will shuffle them and like lay it out, and you can you would 
pick a card and mm-hmm. you can either think of a question that you want answered or you can say, just tell me what I need to know. Oh, okay. And okay. then the card is supposed to represent either what you need to know or answer your question. Cool. Yeah. So um, you can also shuffle the cards as well and pick for yourself. It just all depends on what you feel. So what do you think? Me shuffle or you shuffle? I think you should shuffle. Okay. I'm already shuffling anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, think of a question or, okay. Do you want a question answered or do you want um, just knowledge for? I think I'll go with the knowledge just yeah, what I need just to like know what you need feeling, yeah okay you're feeling like you just need to be guided in yeah. whatever direction yeah I like it that's what I do all the time yeah okay this one wants to fly out so we're gonna keep that there sometimes when you're shuffling the cards one will fly out and that's usually relevant okay all right just pick a card pick a card pick all a right. card just any card yes all right I'm feeling this one okay great do I look at it um yeah turn it over what's it called it is called the river queen okay so any thoughts feelings sensations or ideas that come to you when i'm reading the card they're supposed to be relevant to what you need to know and also um some people believe as well that the picture or the colors on the picture have are relevant to what you need to know as well well, so. it says flow, letting go, and natural movement. And this is funny because I actually meditated for the this first morning? time last night. Stop it. <gasps> um, because I've been having trouble sleeping. Oh. So I thought if I do this little meditation, and it was all about oh. letting go of your day. Oh, I love it. Okay, so that's like the first thing I thought of when I saw huh. that. I should probably let everybody know that because I think we talked about on the podcast yesterday mm-hmm. that uh, that you had meditated. <laughs> so I should let everybody know that we're actually following up right now on as the second day because I forgot to get Joss to pull a card. So yes. I was like, Joss, come And back after in our here. talk, you said, like you suggested meditating. Right. So I thought I would for the first time. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> and how'd it feel? It was great. Oh. I just felt like my mind was a little more quiet than usual. Oh. Like it just made me calm down a little bit. That's awesome. I'm going to send you one of my med- my meditations. Yeah, please I, do. Um, I've created a bunch of them and it's kind of like my new thing that I like to do. Yes, so please do. I am sending you one. Okay, so the River Queen. I'm so stuffed up, guys. It's been a weird morning. <laughs> All right. The, ri- the river queen flows into your life as an ally to remind you about the concept of allowing and the law of non-attachment. Remember that all rivers come from the mountains and run to the sea to be absorbed by the larger body of water. There the liquid evaporates into clouds that rain on the mountains to continue, on, to continue an endless cycle of fluidity. The river queen requires you to be fluid and to let go of rigidity and perfectionism. You will travel far as long as you let go and let flow. Even even maneuvering around the greatest blocks like water streams around big boulders. No obstacle can hold you back now if you're willing to surrender to the natural flow of events. Be easy on yourself and others and watch how smoothly you move forward. You may be surprised where the where the river takes you. That's crazy. That, I feel like that like has yeah. to do with what we talked about yesterday. Yeah, it's, it's pretty spot on, I would say. I know. Yeah. That's wild. I love it and have faith. All right, so there is another card that uh, fell out, as you guys heard me say, and that card's called the Phoenix, and it fell out facing up, so it means resurrection. So if a card is actually facing oh. backward, like upside down, um, it could mean the second meaning, which would have been surrender to change, but this one means resurrection because it 
fell out facing up. So number 29, the Phoenix. I feel like this applies to me too. So I'm just going to go Maybe it fell out for both of us. No, it's possible. It happens all the time. (laughs) Usually, I mean, when you're placed in the room and and with people hearing a message and something Mm -hmm. feels like it resonates with you, it's usually for you as well. I believe at least. Very cool. So the Phoenix appears as your ally to celebrate your journey and to ensure your ultimate success. This is true even if it appears that you've just passed through a metaphysical or metaphorical um, experience of death or are currently enduring a perception of failure in your life. Death and rebirth are related when you enter the realm of the Phoenix. Seen in this light, nothing truly dies but rather changes from one ending directly into new beginnings. The phoenix is constantly reinventing itself and rising and rises up whole and new and even more powerful with every death it experiences. This could single signal an end of a relationship or of a dynamic within one or an end of a job, a project or even a life. Perhaps no failure is involved, but it's time for a complete overhaul of your circumstances. You may be tired of what you're doing, or you may know intuitively that it's time to move on and try something new. Whatever the case, a death death of the old and a celebration of the new are called for. Whatever you do now will indeed be a successful endeavor for a birth is imminent. I love that. That completely resonates with my life. Same. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming back. And no, that, my right, that's fun, right? I love that. Yeah, I love picking cards for people. It's really I've never fun. actually done anything with cards, and I've always been curious about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll bring in maybe another deck sometime. I really like this one because it's just really colorful and mm-hmm. light and happy yeah, and whatnot. Uplifting. And, um, yeah. I, I think it's better than tarot. I think sometimes tarot scares people. So yeah, it does scare um, me a little. Yeah. <laughs> see, right. And like I, that there's some kind of weird perception around it. And so I like to work with Oracle cards cause they're like pretty and I don't know. Did they speak to angels or whatever <laughs> you, uh, you perceive that to be. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for being here. This was a fun chat. I know. It took a completely different I direction <laughs> and I'm, I'm all about that. I, I, know, love, it. I love it. I, we got to talk about a couple things that I've been meaning to talk about on here and I haven't yet. So Yay. I love talking about perspective. We'll have to follow up on more on that yes. in the future. Thanks yeah. for having me. Oh, no problem. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening and don't forget the motto wherever, you know, actually this is really perfect to what you just said, because the motto is the grass is always greenest where you are right now. So oh, that, that could even be something that you could say, cause that it's, it's really meant to just ground you and yeah. be grateful and, and thankful in the present. Yeah. Moment. I actually heard this quote that they said, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. And I love yep. that. It's very sim- pretty much the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. I'm like, yeah. that is so incredibly well, true. Well, maybe that's something that you could say then. Maybe when mm-hmm. you're trying to ground yourself and be mm-hmm. present, say the grass is greenest where I am right now. Everything is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Life is good. Yep. I, I have everything that I need. Yes. Namaste. You know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you guys so, so much. And namaste. Namaste.